Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode 53. I'm not Batman. But happy Batman Day, even though Batman is almost never happy. That's like the longest title ever, huh? Apologies. But it's hard not to like Batman unless you've committed a crime in Gotham City or the DC Universe. And Batman is really an iconic character, uh, ideal, franchise. And I'd probably say next to Superman, Spider-Man, or Iron Man, maybe the most iconic. Uh, From the gaming side, I would definitely say the most iconic. For sure. And, you know, I'm a, I like Captain America, too. Um, I left him out. But he's, not again, not as popular as Batman. Batman is huge in movies. He's huge in TV. He's got a ton of video games. I shouldn't say, like, Batman. The character Batman. So, I guess Warner Brothers is probably pretty happy with all that. Um but he, he's from a video game world, pick a platform, any plat, and I mean any platform. I'm actually going to talk about one of the games that's on a crazy platform. But from like the early, early, early PC days, the latest consoles, mobile devices, the Cape Crusader is everywhere. Plus, he has like five names like Batman, the Cape Crusader, Bruce Wayne, the Dark Knight. I mean, it just keeps going and there's we could keep going for a little bit. Um who did I forget? Oh, I forgot. I say Mr. Wayne. Or should I say it like Bane? Mr. Wayne. Uh, Bruce, or again, the lovable Batman. And I apologize, civil sin apologies, because I am going to do a lot of really horrible renditions in here, and I'm doing them horrible on purpose. Um, but to really get into Batman, I guess we need to probably go into a little history of Batman, because I love cool facts about Batman. And there are a lot of interesting, cool things about him. So Batman was created by Bob Kane in 1939. What's really interesting about Bob is that he has 204 catalog records in the Library of Congress. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Bill Finger collaborated with Bob's original design to create the Batman model. Now, here are some very interesting facts about Batman that you may not know. So... The Cape Crusaders, Crusaders, Crusaders' first name came from Robert the Bruce. His last name came from Mad, sorry, General Mad Anthony Wayne, who is a Revolutionary War general. Uh, you should read up on him. He is kind of interesting. And instead of Wayne Manor, he actually had Waynesboro Estate. It would have been much cooler if he had Wayne Manor. Uh, Batman's cape was inspired by Da Vinci's sketch of the onithopter or the onithopter or the onithopter flying device. Um, what's interesting about that and maybe kind of cool other than being Da Vinci is it's actually featured in the movie Hudson Hawk played by Bruce Willis, who has a nemesis who destroys the ornithopter onithopter. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to say it wrong all night uh, to get it. Now, that's a really good movie. You should go watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It has some big actors in it. And it's just funny, silly cinema. Okay, sorry about that. We got out of there. So, uh, and Bruce Wayne, Batman, is not the first aristocratic hero. And when I say aristocratic, I mean like rich, playboy, you know, good guy. Uh, But he has some really good company in the Scarlet Pimpernel, Zorro, 
and one of my favorites growing up, The Phantom. Uh, if you haven't seen The Phantom or don't know who The Phantom is, it was actually a cartoon that was in the newspaper every day, and it would be black and white during the week, and on the weekends it would be color, and The Phantom had like this purple suit, and he had all these cool things. Uh, and, you know, you could cut them out and save the story. But uh, what's interesting, they made a movie, and Billy Zane played it, you know, and he played The Phantom, and he played it with style, but he played aristocratic. It was almost a predecessor to a lot of like what you may see in the movies of Christian Bale. Um, a little more campy because, you know, it was basically in the 20s. Okay. So again, well, I know a couple more of these. Batman does not possess any superpowers unless you're Ben Affleck uh, in Justice League who says, I'm rich. But he, he really, it's in his intellect, his fighting skills, and his wealth. So... It's interesting that he's done that, but he has, you know, all of these tools. Um, what's also interesting is he has appeared in a ton of comic books, a lot of them published, you know, under DC, but also in Vertigo, Black Label, and it is the longest running Batman comic, Detective comic, Comics, is the longest running comic book in the United States. So there's some interesting facts about Batman to start out with on Batman Day. But let's talk about the games. And what's really amazing about the Batman games is when I started looking at this, and this is what kind of cued me to uh, work today on this and get like, I built the script for this today. So I hope it's at least funny and good, but I do know a lot of this stuff is that there are 41 video games on a console or PC for just Batman. There are 12 mobile or tablet games and then there are another 18 games where Batman makes an appearance or you use Batman to play it for a total of 71 games. I can't even think of 71 Mario games. And that was the one I was sitting there going, oh my gosh, who's been in the most games? Mario, oh, maybe I started thinking about it. Batman has been in the most games. Now, What's kind of insane is 71 games is huge, and especially for The Dark Knight. But think about this is every one of his huge fan base, his huge super friends, and I couldn't help myself with that one, or his army of protagonist villains, which are the insane, like Joker, Penguin, Two-Face. I don't know if I want to count Harley Quinn in there, but she kind of is. And in fact, she's kind of not a villain is a villain who knows anymore um then you go to the calculated kind of assassins of the league of assassins and raz al ghul or Catwoman, and then you go to the super intelligent somebody like riddler or the monstrous bane but you know there are podcasts devoted to batman and these villains but my favorite villain of all time in any of these movies uh games, TV shows is Cesar Romero. And I will give Zach Galifianakis a big uh, shout out. Yay. For doing a really good job with the Joker. I think in the Batman Lego movie, because he looked like Cesar Romero. I just loved it because the Batman TV show was uh, a big deal when I was a kid, you know, but think about that. All those protagonists of those villains, all those people and in his super friends, <laughs> I can't help but keep doing it. Sorry that you have this huge amount of content. You have these uh, insane storylines. You have all of this ability to create a universe for Batman. So let's talk a little bit about 
the Cape Crusaders games. And I picked out a few because there were, again, 71. But I wanted to go by the first PC one. And this has actually uh, some neat facts. So it's Batman by Ocean Software. And if you ever had an Amstrad uh, PC, a Spectrum PC or MX, MSX PC, which were mainly in Europe, or you've grabbed an emulator to play them, see episode 40 for emulators. Uh, I found this when I was researching episode 40. I found this emulator and I'm like, oh, cool. I want to go play a Spectrum game. And it was like, you know, a whatever's other B, Batman. Whoa, Batman. I love Batman. So the cool thing about this game is the object of it is you're saving Robin by finding things in the Batcave, building uh, the Batcraft, the hovercraft, and you save him. But the neat thing about it is it's in like a 3D isometric universe so everything is very similar size so it's if you've seen games or things are kind of out of you know perspective etc um that's you know non it's this is where everything's kind of the same time one of the most interesting facts about this game though is one of the earliest examples that had a save game feature which means you could save the game quit come back to your save spot a lot of games back, uh, I believe in 1986 when this game came out, didn't have it. So how about some more cool facts about it? It receives some of the best game press at the very time with a 93% rating, a 9 out of 10 on the Sinclair score. And Sinclair user was also, and I gave it a 5 and rated it as a classic. Now, interesting sad note this week, uh, September, say September 18th, a side note, this week, Sir Clive Sinclair, one of the pioneers behind the ZX Spectrum gaming computer, which is one of the computers that this would run on, passed away. If you have not, and I'm giving you lots of re references to read, but if you've not read up on, on Sir Clive Sinclair, read. The guy was building like electric motorcycles and just like flat screen TVs and stuff like that before it was ever a big deal. Um, Definitely, definitely going to be a future podcast of what I like to call the, the inventors or heroes of games. Um, the other side of this was the game was remade for PC in the year 2000 called What Man and given out as freeware. Again, freeware. Watch out when you're down And it was also made for the Game Boy Advance and called, and I'm trying to say this right, Guatman, G-W-A-T-M-A-N. So first game, Batman by Ocean Software. The next game I have is it's called Batman the Video Game by Sunsoft. And it was made for the NES, the Game Boy, and the Sega Genesis. So in 18, or say 18, 1989, wow, I was really going back there, 1800s. Uh, 1989, Tim Burton restarted the Batman franchise. And he had Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger involved, and tons of other great people. Billy D. Williams was in the movie, you know, Lando. Um, Always going to be Lando, sorry. But, you know, it was one of the first games that was included in this movie, the soundtrack and the video game combo, which, you know, kind of was like the franchise of the game. And you had the, the soundtrack was by Prince, right? And the movies by Tim Burton. And so the video game, everybody thought, you know, the game was going to be out there. But what's interesting is there was a little bit of a kerfuffle on this game because it really wasn't based originally on the movie and in the this game you originally before they fixed it and they made it much like the movie 
they had a final boss named Firebug, not the Joker. So like the Joker, the iconic Jack Nicholson Joker. And I recently purchased a Jack Nicholson Joker Funko for a very, uh, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, for my brother for Christmas. So if you listen to it, you just ruined Christmas. But it's really cool. It's the Joker from the movie. And it's kind of what made me think of this game because when I played it, it was kind of like the Joker was funky looking. His hat was too big. Uh, but it really, it started out and you know, it was like every you know, the movie was on board, the soundtrack was on board, the video game was not on board. Nowadays, all that stuff would be just pre-programmed in, into it. Um, but they fixed it. They got the Joker in there. And they actually made the game, and there's five stages in the game, very much like the movie. So you have this Gotham City Streets, Access Chemical Plant, the Sewers of Gotham, which kind of is and isn't in the movie, a mysterious laboratory, and then finally the Gotham Cathedral Bell Tower. Now this movie, again, has been out since 1989, so I am not spoiling it for anybody, but the end of the movie ends up in the Cathedral Bell Tower. The other cool thing about this game is you got Joker, Firebug was still in there, but you also get some of the other bat villains. And these were the bat villains in 1989. So these were the big villains at that time. You had Deadshot, which if you've seen the first Suicide Squad movie, Will Smith. Maxi Zeus, which if you haven't ever looked at a weird Batman villain, and I mean, come on, that's saying like something with Killer Croc and Clayface as Batman villains. But go check out Maxi Zeus. He's a hoot. Um, Heat Wave and the Night Slayer. So you had a lot of Batman lore in this game. It was a lot of fun and it was one of those left to right motion games. So you're going back and forth, you know, you're going left or right to progress or go back and you're moving up and down, etc. Um, is very much if you've ever played Contra, like, like the game Contra. Uh, what was interesting about this game, and these are the interesting facts of the game, is that in the Game Boy version, Batman had a gun. Now, I know he has usually a gun, like he shoots his harpoon and stuff, but I don't remember him actually having a gun. Maybe he had it in the comic books, but I'm not completely sure. There was a PC version of this game, but it was more puzzle-based, and it was released in Japan. Not, not ever, ever, ever released in the U.S., and Batman uses three devices to fight. Obviously, the Batarang. Got to always get out of the Batarang. The Bat Disc and the Bat Poon, which has got to be the worst name of a Bat uh, item ever. But this is kind of like a pellet cartridge harpoon kind of, but it shoots these pellet cartridges instead of a harpoon. When I played it, it was just kind of funny because I was sitting there going, okay, I'm going to select this oddly named weapon for Batman. Really, though, it's a great, you know, the movie franchise, they're the original, you know, in 89, Tim Burton, great. Second ones were great. Uh, Michael Keaton, fantastic. Uh, in fact, I have read that he is going to be in the new Flash movie playing in that, which will be really kind of cool as well. But really kind of a cool franchise game. And you got a lot of different kind of the villains in there. Okay. So that leads us into probably one of my favorite Batman games, Batman Arkham Asylum. And this is by Eidos or Eidos, E-I-D-O-S. I've always said Eidos Interactive and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. It is available on the Xbox 360, the PC, PS3, and in Windows. Now, 
I am a Batman fanatic because of this game. In 2009, this game set the standard for future superhero games. It is just immersively beautiful. And, you know, the game is based on a graphic novel. So I like to feel that there are three things that make a game really good. Content, always. Storyline, huge. And gameplay. When you have Neil Adams, Frank Miller, and Grant Morrison doing a graphic novel basis of this, and it's based on Arkham Asylum, A Serious House on Serious Earth, your storyline and content are locked in because you have all those things that are happening. And what's really interesting in this is so uh, the Joker gets himself thrown into Arkham Asylum. And before he does that, he blows up Blackgate Prison, which is where normal folks go, the prison. And Arkham is where the crazy ones go, but he gets his gang into Arkham Asylum and they take over Arkham Asylum. So, you know, he's basically trying to take over, again, Arkham Asylum and release all of Batman's worst enemies at the same time. Um, it really, really is interesting because from a game perspective, you have the main protagonist of the character, Joker, Batman is antagonist. You have all those other characters. You have a central location and they even built kind of a bat cave secret second bat cave kind of under Arkham Asylum. So Batman can go back and restock and maybe change into a different armor items as well. But it is such an amazing, an amazing, amazing game. Now, cool fact, the leading character voices in this game are coming from folks who've been doing the DC animated universe for a long time including uh, Kevin Conroy, who has been Batman's voice, both in the animated animated game, uh, series, as well as in this game, Mark Hamill. That's right. Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, woo, uh, who is one of the best Jokers. I love his voice as a Joker. He does a really, really good kind of that Joker cackle. And then Arlene Sorkin, who plays Harley Quinn, because at the time, this is when Harley and Joker were really building up. Okay, so he talked a lot about the content, given some cool facts. Now, the really interesting thing is, is you're looking from, at the, from this from the third person. So you'll see your Batman character, you'll see the enemy. And there are a lot of things that Batman can do. He can just go up and beat up people. But he can also sneak around and as a stealth mode. And he can kind of like, you know, make it so that somebody can't see him and hide, which is part of what Batman does, right? He's kind of sneaky that way. Uh, he'd be the worst person if you had like, say nobody else see that piece of pie, Batman's in the house, that piece of pie is gone and nobody's going to know. But it also bases it on his detective skills and, you know, detective comics, Batman is considered the problem solver detective kind of guy out there, um, as well as all of his gadgets. And in this game, there are just so many gadgets. It's great. I don't think there's a bat poon, unfortunately. Thank goodness. But it really uses it because you have to not only use all those tools of that stealth, the gadgets, the detective and the kind of fighting skills to, to just explore and find things. The other great part is you can freely move around Arkham Asylum, which means you can interact with people. You can do a mission. You can go look at a new area. You can get more equipment. There are side missions. There were DLC packs. And I'll talk about those in a second as well. 
And then on the combat side, so when you're like, you know, fighting someone, you're not just like A, 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 B, but there could be an A, B, A so that you have a special move that maybe does more damage to two people, or you can do like a sweep kick or something like that. So there was a combat mode as well as the ability ability, to silently eliminate an enemy. So like, you know, when Batman sends the the cable down, he pulls the guy up real quick. You you can do that. And it actually, you needed to do that as well. Um, There's also a very cool mode that's built into this called the detective vision, which Allows to kind of, you know, it's almost like a, it allows you to almost tint the game and see things that are interactive, um, such as if you can pick up a grate on the floor or you can kind of see how many enemies in there. So think of it almost like sonar, like a submarine. Actually, I can, I'm going to have to try to do it like uh, Morgan Freeman, like a submarine. That's my worst, best Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. Uh, to do, but it is a sonar detective vision, which allows you to think you can break walls. You can, it allows you to even see uh, some some footprints or maybe fingerprints on a keypad. Really cool thing. And then, like I said before, it's a, I loved how the gate in, when I was researching, it calls it predatory tactics, which is kind of the silent takedown where you jump on someone. So like, I guess a cougar in a tree out here where I live would jump on you. Or, you know, you get pulled up, like I said, with Batman. Um, or putting maybe some explosive gel on the floor ta-da, to make it easier. Okay. The other cool thing about it, and I said this, is that there are a bunch of DLCs, downloadable content. And I've actually got that scheduled to add that into game features. Um, because a lot of games that are really big, like Arkham Asylum, or Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild have DLC. So after you've played the full game, maybe you want to do something more. And the cool thing in the DLC for the PlayStation 3 is that you get to play as the Joker. And you have to like combat the asylum guards and commissioner, police commissioner Jim Gordon. And Joker has his own set of weapons, including his chattering teeth and x-ray glasses, which let him see through walls. Okay. I this game is so fun because I love immersive world games. And that means you can just fly from one space. You can glide. You can shoot your, you can, you know, shoot the uh, batapult, which is the bat thing. I can't remember what it's called. The harpoon bag. But I am not saying a bat. Um, yeah, you know, really, it is one of those things. And you can play the game very brute forcey where you're just beating up people or you can sneak around and capture them, um, which is through cut theatricality and deception, Mr. Wayne. It's my worst bane too. Sorry. But if you haven't played this game, go find it. I don't think it's a lot right now because it's delivered in 2009. There are actually other games in this series, very much similar looking in, and it's such like a, a noir, a noir, a noir, Noir, um, dark, scary, fun game. All right. Last, I would I couldn't help because uh, I don't want to do a whole dive into every single one of the games, but I did want to bring up one other game, and I am going to probably have some superhero episodes because I'm going to have to do a DC one and a Marvel one. I might need to do a couple more, but Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. So it is really hard to merge a franchise, but they did it, and they merged back 
right before Midway went uh, bankrupt in 2009, they merged Mortal Kombat and DC. And the game takes place with Lord Raiden, the guy of the lightning and God of Thunder in Earthrealm from the Mortal Kombat side. And Superman are both defending invasions from the world and they kind of merge their universes and create this whole other world they have to fight. The game features a cool story mode. Has You play it from different perspectives. You can play each player. You can play against each other in this game. Um, it's kind of fun because you could be like the Green Lantern or Superman versus uh, Liu Kang or uh, Sub-Zero. And the neat thing about it is, is when the mer worlds merged, it kind of shrunk down Superman's powers, but maybe made Sonya Blade a little stronger, you know, or Johnny Cage a little stronger, so that it wasn't like Superman beats everybody. Because you know, ultimately he would beat everybody except for Batman, who has his kryptonite. But you get to play Batman in this, and you can, it's really a fun game. So, you know, I want to thank Bob and Bill for creating, developing Batman. Um, I would also be remiss to not have a podcast without talking of all the, all the Batmans we've had over the years and they've all been in games. So this is kind of cool. Um, they may not have all been in Batman games though, is you obviously, and I'm not ranking these, but I am going to say good things about everybody. Adam West, you know, loved Adam West growing up, loved, loved, loved Adam West. That's Batman. The TV series still, I love the camp and everything. Kevin Conroy, who is, again, we talked about he was the voice of Batman. He's also been the Batman animated series. You have Ian Glenn, who is uh, on the Titans TV show. If you haven't watched that, good show. Uh, David Mazuz hasn't been in any video games that I know of yet, but he is the 12-year-old Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Uh, Rhino Romano, who is a voice actor in Batman games. And then... Again, another one, I kind of put these at the beginning, is you have Alon Sol, who was the voice of Batman on the 1970s Superman, or sorry, Super Friends. And I think there's the challenge of the Super Friends and all those, fantastic. And then in the movies, and this is kind of crazy because a lot of people don't know this, but I mean, you, everybody knows Bale and folks like that. But you have Lewis Wilson, Robert Lowry, probably don't know who those guys are, look them up. Again, Adam West. If there is a Batman the movie, and you there is such a thing as shark bat shark repellent. I believe it. Uh, the great Michael Keaton, hooray, Pittsburgh in the house, yo. Uh, again, Kevin Conroy, because they've done Batman animated movies. Ta-da! Val Kilmer, the Iceman, although he's still kind of Batman. Uh, George Clooney. Don't say anything bad about uh, the bat suit in that movie. Everybody who's seen that movie knows it. And I can't say anything bad about him because he's from Kentucky like me. So there you go. You have Christian Bale. And then you have Bill. Bill. Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Sorry, Ben Affleck. I'm never going to make it on his podcast. Never going to meet J-Lo now either. Bummer. Um, who, who actually thought I'd, I, I'm going to say this. I think he did a pretty good job being Batman. It's a hard role. Uh, future Rob Pattinson, who's going to be uh, out there, Robert Pattinson, who's going to be the newest Batman out there. And of course, Will Arnett. And I actually think Will Arnett may be next to kind of that Adam West level of being Batman. And I say that from the perspective of that for the Lego movies and the Batman Lego and stuff. And then through the Lego TV series is he's introduced our kids and our grandkids to 
Batman in a whole different light, very much like when like the Adam West level was. Um, so I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to give it the best I can, especially for say Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. But this has been the gamers over 50 podcast. We'll talk to you soon.